0: Welcome to the Millionaire Mindcast, where we broadcast weekly interviews with millionaire minds from across the globe to empower you on your journey of unlocking a rich and fulfilling life. It's time to unleash your millionaire within. Now, here's your host, Maddie A. Mr. Breedwell, back for another Wealth Building Wednesday. What are we doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Ooh, uh, man, I was like hoping we were going to get a little bit of a wet spring and you know enjoy dry. some more snow up in tahoe and it has been a dry to the bone it's very dry it's actually supposed
1: to be like 80 degrees this week here which is crazy because it's like a 40 degree swing between night and day
0: yeah it feels like every year we start to skip over fall and spring at least they get compressed and i like falling is turning
1: into mexico that's scary. As long as the tacos start moving there way up. <laughs> I do love Northern Eastern California. Tacos,
0: <laughs> fatty, Matty will go in. Uh, we already got some great food all throughout Cali. Welcome in, guys. We got a great show for you today. Updates on what's going on globally, uh, how that impacts the financial markets, the real estate market, some pretty, uh, I don't want to say uh, big predictions from certain groups about what the real estate market is going to look like for. Uh, this, at least let's say the next 12 months. Um, you know, they raised rates this last week. Now what? Did. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the uh, financial markets and what you guys are seeing and what your groups have been talking about. And um, we got, a, of course, a little bit of a crypto update. Haven't touched on that in the last uh, couple shows. With that being said, if you guys are new to the show, welcome. We talk all things money on this show. we love to at least have a space and a dialogue where you can take all the information that is out there and discern how does that tie into your financial plan. Number one thing that most people don't do is taking in all the information and having an unbiased approach to how they use those bits of information to go out and make money. And that's what we do here on the show. Yes, we love to talk about living like a millionaire in all gardens and pillars and areas of your life. But in this particular episode, we love to talk about money, the money, we like the, the money. Benjamins. So Mr. Breedwell, how was your weekend, man?
1: Oh, it was good. I, um, I just kind of had a, I went to a fundraiser for the uh, firefighters around here. That was
0: pretty fun. Like a crab feed on Dude, a Dude, crab way. feeds are literally some of my favorite. Like when I, when I go to a charity event, that's a crab feed. Let's just say they probably don't make any money on it dude i well outside of my donations but like when it comes to the food i was buying making tickets
1: i got a signed picture for like an nfl player i got uh like a you know hillen brand the brewery over here i got like a a day for six there so i did i did some fun stuff man there was literally like 500 people there it was the biggest crab feed i've ever been doing my entire life anybody good I saw tons of people owner lots of the table I was at was the Chiefs table. So it was like the who's who of the, Sacramento. The big dogs. I uh Whose the Whose Palms God, did you grease, brother? The um Novi Law Group, Don Novi, who owns that firm, he sponsored the whole thing and he got me a ticket. So I went with him and um I had a really good time. There was they were giving out jello shots like to everybody and then the dj was playing the classics so he had like the the room all the the old
0: peeps just loving it
1: i loved it too cutting the rug i loved it it was like oldies but it was like you know what this is legit like if i was on a boat you know in the lake chilling this is some stuff i do and he'd split the room and then he'd they would do contests who could sing the parts of the song better uh he did a great job they they had to have killed it I mean, for that fundraiser. I wouldn't be surprised if they raised hundred grand. There was people there spending. I They did this auction. I've never seen it. Where you bid on your phone. So you just sat in your chair and just... You wouldn't look at the eyes. You just sat in your chair. Oh, smart. In the last 30 minutes, you saw people standing up. Who's bidding on them? They were like yelling about it. Oh, it was hilarious. So it was a good time. I did that. Watched the UFC fights. Dude, that card in London was good. Um, it was really good. Patty is fun to watch. Dude,
0: he's he's good. He's entertaining and yeah. he backs his shit up. Yeah. That chick, spinny backfist. Woo.
1: I know that was a, that she was knocked nice that day. chick out. Her eyes were still like wide open. That was that that was that
0: was dirty Asleep for sure. Sleep during the day, baby. I got excited this weekend, man. I heard some uh, some whispers and some rumors of um one of my least favorite politicians on the planet. Or mm. well, I guess you can you even I think we, he, did, we should even call him a politician but essentially he's been given the power of a politician. Yeah. Fauci hinted at retirement this last week and then
1: I guess we found uh, that
0: wasn't so accurate. No. Over the weekend basically said uh no there's still too much work left to be done mm. and after uh 37 million people were locked down in China this past week uh from a new um COVID variant, they're calling it the Omicron Stealth BA2. 37 million people.
1: Yeah, they have like, they don't, they're pretty serious in China about that zero tolerance on COVID. Like, I saw a video of them locking. Haven't they realized lockdowns don't do shit? Oh, China don't give a fuck. Are you kidding me? <laughs> China's, <laughs> never been lo- China's been locking their people down for whatever they want. That's That's normal there like this the norms in china are crazy like when you tell people like when you work at a factory you live there yeah like people are like what do you mean you live there oh like you you live at the factory and you work there 6 days a week for like 18 hours a day that's like somebody does that until they die
0: yeah that ain't like out of the norm no
1: that's actually very normal there's a lot of stuff in china that's normal that's not normal here so yeah There's another thing.
0: (laughs) Well, and Fauci basically said, you know, there are concerns about this new one. It could be necessary to reinstitute COVID measures within the U.S. if it continues to grow and become more prevalent within the U.S. I think think we already already figured
1: out though that like locking down doesn't do anything, especially, I mean, like we're in a pretty, we're in a pretty, we're in a blue state and like, we're in an area where people are fairly liberal still, even being in a conservative type of area or part. Um, nobody was doing mass things. Businesses that that were vocal about them uh, nationally were not making their employees enforce it. Uh, grocery stores stopped. They got to make money. They were like... I mean, at some point, I know it sounds like funny. They like, where profits actually become a time where it's like, hey, we have to make profits so that we can pay our employees so we can stay open. We can't shun 30, 40, 50, 60 percent of people out of our store because they're not wearing a fucking mask that the CDC says doesn't work. So why enforce it? I think what it just everybody's figuring out is everybody's going to do them and go about their day. That's what I've noticed up here. It's like, hey, some people wear masks, some people don't. I really don't care. I know what I'm doing. But I really don't care what anybody else does, and if that's how it ends up being, sweet. That's an easier way to know who I can talk to shit about, who I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I um, I don't think they're gonna reinstate anything. The other thing they have coming up is there's elections coming up.
0: Okay? Yeah, they, well, I, from I feel a like political their,
1: standpoint can't.
0: Their new COVID is is Ukraine and and Russia, right? At, at least from a media perspective, and where they want everybody's attention and where they want resources. I mean, we're talking billions upon billions upon billions of dollars getting allocated towards oh, weekly. Yeah. Towards yeah, weekly. the, uh, you know, whether it's border protection or arms or you name it, like there's just something new every week that, you know, we as, uh, America feel the need to go over and, and, and fight this war for Ukraine, Um, which, you know, I, I, I feel bad for the people in Ukraine. I feel bad for a lot of the people in Russia. I mean, yeah. I feel bad for a lot of the people in Iraq and Syria and, you know, others. all the other places, right? Like Lebanon. there's so many fucking wars and, you know, reasons that humanity is suffering. And yet we have really latched ourselves onto this one as America. And well, it's a, it's another good example. And like I said, i am
1: not, I don't support anything that Russia is doing and I don't, I don't think anything overly exuberant about Ukraine. Um, it's it's the sob story that the, med- the media has twisted it into a way to get-
0: Women and children, women views. and children. Women and then, and children. That,
1: that is the sad part. That that, is that's the happening. worst part of it. Yeah. And that,
0: that narrative fits,
1: right? But like, there's a lot of other stuff that led up to that. And Russia's not right for invading a sovereign nation. That sovereign nation though is not- And I've said this to people multiple times. It's not like the the you know if you get they had a grade card that's a C plus uh, democracy quote unquote. You know there's a lot of things done there that are very similar to the way that they were done in Russia. There's a lot of uh, covering up of things that aren't aren't so good for the leadership. The you know there's a lot of stuff like that. Now with all that being said, I said this on the last podcast. I support a sovereign nation defending themselves from from somebody invading them. Absolutely. That, this is we're well too far advanced as a society to be invading countries for physical land. It's to the point we just don't need to do that anymore. We can cooperate with people and make everything work the way that we need it to work. That goes for the US, that goes for any country. Um I I think it's a real travesty and the thing that sucks is the media hypes up the things that are are definitely bad about it but they only focus on that and there's not a lot of the stuff that's that led to that being talked about um there's not a lot of stuff talking about you know what did ukraine do in 5 10 or 20 years up to that to right. lead to this conflict it's um it's not bad or good either way it's terrible what's going on i just think that diplomacy ultimately would is is what's going to you know kind of bring us to the end of that. It looks like Russia and Ukraine have finally agreed to sit down and talk. Uh, Although that Russia did put like a deadline for a surrender that happened uh, this morning on Monday at 5 a.m. there. Um, Looks like it's getting pretty hardcore, but I think what I've I've heard from the people that say things that tend to happen, they're pretty Mm level-headed, is that uh, Putin's gonna settle for the two areas that had like the breakaway Dunna. I can't say the Dunna Tuscan. Come on, dude. Lufth- Spit it out. Yeah, those two areas. Spit- he's gonna he's gonna settle for those two and then just pull the rest of the his troops out. From what I've heard, I have no idea if that's actually gonna play out because this is such a volatile situation, right? Um, but yeah, that's the headlines. You know, just like when COVID was blown up, and you know everything that was anything to talk about was then you know. I, I guess the best way I think about it is you know when you hear a brand new song that you really like? Yeah. And like for two days, you'll play that shit on repeat over and over and over. And on day three, you're sick of it. The media just does that over and over and over. It's it, it's they will ride the pony until it has not a breath left in it and just resaddle the next one and ride it. And that's also what makes it so hard to do my damn job sometimes, is because the the financial focus news is some of the worst. You know, they, they even change the color of the TV. Like when the market's up, it's green. And then when the, it's down, the, all the shit's red. So it's like, I don't get that. Um, overall, the media does t- like from 40 years ago, what it used to do from what I think it did to what it is today. It's like a panderer to the elite versus the 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 periscope to look behind the curtain to see what's actually going on to tell... The people. It's flipped. Yeah. And all it took was money. Yep. It's just money. Yeah, corporations bending the knee for for
0: for profits. Yep. When you follow the money, money makes people do weird and crazy and funky things. And ultimately that's, you know, at least for me, one of the reasons why I started this podcast was to help the average person find a way to make more money and Mm -hmm. unlock. Better things for themselves, for their family, for their charities and missions and passions and life. All the good stuff. All the good stuff because there are so many people that are good that if they had the right tools and resources and kind of skills to go out and create more money for themselves would do more good with money. Because we already know there's plenty of people that are bad that have a shitload of money and don't. And ultimately, oftentimes, unfortunately, set the rules of the board game that we're playing. But there are ways to get your fair share too, right? Yeah. And that's why we like to have these types of conversations because every little data point gives you a little bit clearer of a picture of what those rules are and sometimes how dirty and unfair and nasty you know money can be. Mm-hmm. But if you're a good person with good core values who wants to use money for let's just say selfish reasons like we all want a good life for ourselves we all want to unlock you know new experiences and abilities to make an impact and to provide your family with security and pay your bills but at the same time you get to a point where when all of that shit's taken care of and you're a good person you just want to go out and use your money for really cool shit yep let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor Hey guys, Mattie here and today I'd like to talk to you about my Outdesk, the highest rated virtual assistant company in the marketplace. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're scaling a company, you know you can only do that through quality people and team members. And my buddy Daniel Ramsey at my OutDesk helps entrepreneurs and businesses do exactly that while buying back their time. And Daniel and his team at my Outdesk typically help businesses in these four key areas, sales, Marketing, admin, and customer support. And I personally have known and worked with Daniel for almost a decade now, which has been a game changer for my business. And my outdesk has over 500 verified five-star reviews with 13 years of experience serving over six thousand clients with their amazing VAs. And recently, Daniel wrote a book, Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals, that you can purchase this book on Amazon. But for the Millionaire Mindcast family, Daniel and I struck a deal. And if you want to get this book completely free, all you have to do is text the word Matty A to 31996. Let me repeat, that's Maddie A to 31996. And let me tell you, This book has everything you need to run a successful virtual business and a fully remote global team, which in today's landscape is more powerful and needed now than ever. You can grab that free copy by texting the word Matty A to 31996. Are you an accredited investor looking for more passive income investment opportunities? If so, text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555. This will get you on my accredited investor list. And anytime we have a new exclusive syndication opportunity that you can invest in, you will be the first to know. That's DEALS to 844-447-1555.
1: That's the... The level of diminishing returns of when you've like, all right, I've worked. Now I want to have my money work for me a little bit and provide some.
0: Yeah. One of my early mentors said, you know, the first like 20, 25 years of my wealth building journey was to just grind and make as much money as I possibly could. And, you know, how much could I accumulate and how much, you know, could I put over here and do over here? And like, you really learn the game of money and then i got to a place where i was like i could just keep playing this game in this tune over and over and over again and kind of like you said like the the upside of those actions brought me no more happiness mm. brought me no more ability to you know buy the next nice thing for myself or mm. for my family but when i flipped the switch of going how do i now start using my money like making my money really matter in a way that's so beyond just me and my family um, is when playing the game of money got so much more fulfilling and exciting and impactful. and everybody's going to hit that hopeful you know in- yeah, inflection you point at some point in your career if you play this game of money intelligently for you know a stretch of time that gives you the ability to do those things for yourself to then unlock the other opportunities along the way to make a much greater impact beyond just yourself.
1: Yeah, the, we call that in my world when you have decided to go from the accumulation phase of your money to the distribution phase of your money. Mm. What does that mean in, in your world? So when you are focused on accumulating assets so that you can eventually have them distribute you cash flow, that's a very, that's a common, like if you boil down any wealth building in anything, that's probably the formula. A plus B equals C. Yep. Accumulated assets plus, plus quality equals cash flow. And it's just that's how it works. Some some assets accumulate better. Some assets cash flow better. Some assets shield your assets from losing money. Some assets speculate and get you higher returns than your assets. That are, so that's the, the then you, you mix in, then you start making it, you know, A plus B squared, diversification, oh, and shit. stuff like that. So just, you, the basics of all financial planning is there's an accumulation phase and then some, when you get to your, the point where that's reached, normally this is when you retire your accumulation phase and you restart your distribution phase. Mm-hmm. My money is now working hard enough to make me enough passive income to where I don't have to sell my time to generate a static income. Because if you're like most Americans, you work the same job and get paid the same wage, and then you don't get a raise on that inconsistency with inflation. And you're not saving enough to keep pace with inflation outside of that. Um, that's why it's so important that you do save so you can get to the point where you don't have to sell your time. Because if you don't, that's how our society and our, our capitalistic system is set up. You have to, you're going to work for somebody who didn't do what you're doing. They have the business. They don't have time to run the business though. So they're going to take your time, pay you a small portion of their profits and they're going to go off and have a good day. Every day is a Saturday while you're Monday through Friday. I like Saturdays. I like Saturdays too. That's how it works though.
0: I honestly like every day. I was talking about this on um, a podcast that I was on the other day and someone was asking me about like what what in terms of my mindset and or like lifestyle or rhythm has changed over the last few years as i started to kind of unlock a little bit more wealth and it was like and i don't think you have to have wealth to unlock this particular approach to lifestyle is instead of it being uh monday through friday work and hustle and grind to live and enjoy a saturday and a sunday It was how do I make every day a balance of ultimately all the things that are important to me, which is family time, it's my health, it's friend time, it's adventure, it's learning and educating myself, growing myself, right? And it is obviously hustling and grinding. Like I work hard every day, I also play hard every day. And when I started thinking of how I could kind of create my schedule and rhythms around that, You know, the most important activities were family activities, were health activities, business slash money activities. And being able to do those things every single day has kind of created this all inclusive lifestyle where you don't have to work to then live every day. You can work and live every day together. You just got to find a way to create and stack the most impactful activities that continue to compound over time to unlock bigger working and living experiences right yep and that's something that i think a lot of people could make little tiny tweaks in there instead of hey you know you're chilling on saturdays and sundays and you're like shit back to the grind no what if you just made every day a little bit of a grind and every day a little bit of a play and every day a little bit of family time and like like right, figuring out what that rhythm can look like for you in terms of what money routine or what money habits you can do there's always activities i do every single day that are focused on wealth building and growth and those are what i call my income producing activities and then i have my income protection activities which are about protecting and preserving and mitigating risk and downside mm-hmm and you can find ways of doing that and we talk a lot about that right and i think this is one of the things why i always encourage people to reach out to ryan is you know i can be like i heard this and what about this and how does this impact this and i go off in one tangent and he's such a great you're 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 very good in terms of like being um A sounding board and like rooting me back into in terms of... We'll keep it in the context of like money and wealth building. That's what I'm good at. Long-term, logical, um, strategic decisions that aren't too high, too low, are just consistent over an extended period of time. And those have paid off. I'm down to be risky.
1: Just got to be... I always say the one word, got to be quantifiable. Yep. Yep. I have to be able to quantify it in multiple different facets. I can't say, hey, I hit something I found is a 1.6% chance of it working. Let's go for it. Right.
0: (laughs) And so I get my free financial x-ray every single day with Ryan and his team. But I know many of you have taken advantage of the free financial x-ray. If you've got an investment portfolio and you want to bounce ideas off of someone that can be very unbiased and also comb through things with logic, With, you know, quantifiable metrics and data Mm -hmm. to help you make the next best decision for your investment portfolio, or maybe not make a decision on doing something that might hurt your investment portfolio, but getting clarity in what that plan is and what steps you should and shouldn't be taking, having a resource and an asset like that on your team is so critical. And that's why I love having Ryan on the show each and every week. Why so many of you guys continue to reach out for the free financial x-rays because that value, when you put a dollar amount to it, could be very, very significant if you take advantage you of term. it yeah. in the right way.
1: Yeah, most of the time when we do like, a, like the last few that I've done It was like an apples to apples like swing of like two million dollars plus on each plan. Like over their life that's a lot of money, man. Over their lifetime, obviously. I'm not talking about like right up front, but
0: that's still a lot of money, man. It's a
1: lot of extra money that they had a lot of extra
0: stuff. Well, and that's that's just not including what that two million dollars they could do with it over that time period.
1: The thing was, hey, do what you're gonna do and you know, you have about a you have a 79% chance in your current plan of getting to a million dollars. Or if you made these tweaks and I lower your investment fees because you're paying two times what I would be charging you, um, you can get to a $3.4 million balance and you have a 97% chance of that. Would you take 79% chance of a million or 97% chance of three? It's pretty simple. Very easy. And that's why we always make data-driven decisions too. It's one thing to have somebody tell you stuff but we have an analyst put it on paper and like show us the data crunching the numbers and give us a percentage likelihood of the plan working and once we have all of that information it's a very it's an informed decision if you look at a piece of paper and data says you have 79% chance of getting a million or 97 of getting 3 and you pick a million you just fucking don't like your money and i can't help with that that's a psychologist <laughs> but I can help you make more money. And that's what I'm good at.
0: So if you guys want to reach out to Ryan, take advantage of the free financial x-ray, just text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. We had a bunch of people reach out this last week uh, after our life insurance episode uh, the week before and infinite banking and how kind of the wealthy and Mm -hmm. uh, people are funding and utilizing their life insurance. But more importantly, how right now, especially with the current, market and economic landscape and dynamics that we're seeing how life insurance is a massive opportunity and something to consider. Um, So if you haven't checked out that episode, go back to uh, last week's episode and you'll kind of hear the full breakdown on the difference between universal and whole life insurance and how people are leveraging that right now. Um, And again, if you guys want to reach out to Ryan, just text that word X-Ray to 844-447-1555. So with that being said... Big news is last week rates jumped. Rates went up, the, yeah. They needed to, and we had three
1: three uh, days in a row of the market closing up. Um, the market from what I thought uh, through the week, and there's going to be some profit taking in the morning. Market's down probably about a percent right now, as my guess because when I looked at it last, it was down about a quarter. Um, that's a that should have a dip. It should trough, and then we should see purchasing go throughout the day if the setup on, on the technicals is what I'm seeing. And I'm just speaking out of the side of my neck right now, guys, I'm not have a chart in front of me. Matt, I think has it in front of him. Am I, am I right, Are we down about a percent? I'm not looking at it right oh, now, okay. but I
0: can pull it up for you. It's, it's what's, what, what's what, what I, kind of candlesticks we're looking at this morning?
1: I, we should be down on all of them. Um, what I'm thinking is that the yield curve towards the back end of the yield curve Ah, there it is. See, we hit it and we should start coming back up. Okay. See, I can keep my job. Um, <laughs> it's a cup and handle. That's the name of that uh, pattern. The um the what I'm seeing is on the yield curve, which is a very good indicator of recessions. It's our next thing we gotta deal with. All right, so interest rates have are are done. Box checked, we're gonna rise, we're gonna rise up, we're gonna raise up interest rates. Next one's gonna be May. Then you're gonna see, I think july august september and december those are my guesses for interest rate hikes um that it's essentially we have to get the yield curve back to where it's not um in certain areas it's it's going out of line so like the yield curve right now it goes up and then like divvies down and then goes back up and that's not a curve that's like a that's like a, a zigzag that's like a oops somebody ran into the wall with their car type deal We want the yield curve to be smooth. And what's happening is towards the tail end of the yield curve, it's starting to invert. An inverted yield curve, like I'm not kidding you, 100% of the time when the yield curve inverts, we have a recession, like very shortly after or immediately when it happens. We're doing this right now towards the line where we're going to invert. We have not inverted yet, but we're getting towards that point. What does that mean for investors? If I see, if things shape up, we should be good blue skies and green green weeks for the majority of it through May because the next event we're going to have is an interest rate hike in May. And we're going to have to see how the market is has done to that point and where we are with Ukraine and Russia and all the other BS that's going on right now. I think though that if the market has... has the market's already priced in all the shit that's going on. That really is not much more like... They know the yield curve is flattening and by they, I mean the market as a whole, institutional and retail. They know there's, a, there's something going on in Russia. They know the S&P is down 9... Or excuse me, 11% year to date. So I don't know how much more bad information can get priced in. And I think at this point, people are just waiting for a good time to jump off the sidelines. The valuations on some of these stocks and funds and, and real estate, cheap. it's getting so cheap that it technically doesn't make sense not to buy them. Because if you're a long-term investor... You know whether, it's a, whether the, it's a piece of real estate in 2007 through 2009 or a stock from 2008 through 2009. If you bought it and you held it, you have like fivefold your asset value right now. It's not fun to go through the down, But to look back with 2020 hindsight and understand what you did and be a part of that up, that's why it's very simple: the stock market, real estate, whatever. Warren Buffett did put one thing very good, and I love to ride this pony. Investments as a whole are a good place for wealth to transfer from the inpatient to the patient. Life insurance, stock market, bond market, real estate, private lending, any of those things. Do you think you just wake up one day and you're just wealthy and you can go lend people money? No, you earn that. And then you get to charge people for your money that you worked your ass off for. Do you think you build a massive real estate portfolio by just saying, hey, I'm going to use... Even if you're using other people's money, do you know how much other people's money you have to aggregate to get that and then successfully do it so you can keep using other people's money? There's no easy lunch. There's no free lunch. There's chicken, there's chicken breasts out of the microwave every single day. I just don't eat them. I always, I, I take the Crock-Pot. The Crock-Pot. I, I
0: was hoping you were going to drop say, a little love over there. Say Thank the Crock-Pot mentality the is crock much pot better. The Crock-Pot always puts out the best shit. It does. And I, you know what? I am a millennial and I, I literally pace in front of my microwave. But when I put the ingredients in the Crock-Pot. Set it and forget it. I'm patient. So am I, because I know it's coming out. Right. Of it. Like I know that it takes time. It took for my ass to get up. I had
1: to sear the damn chicken breast. I had to do all this stuff at nine in the morning. But when five o'clock rolls around that evening, I right? have a happy wife and a happy tummy.
0: And those are the things <laughs> that I think, you know, when, when you mentally make that commitment and decision to play long when it comes to your wealth, it becomes so much easier to play that much more strategic mm-hmm. and disciplined in the short. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors
1: Yes. No, it really does. Um, there's a lot of things that I need to sharpen my my sword at. But when it comes to my finances, I got the samurai sword, man. It's uh it's rolled Damascus steel, baby. It's 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 good stuff. And all I've done, you know, even to this day, you know, a lot of people are shocked when I tell them that I like me and my wife, we half of my income goes straight into investments. People are like, you invest 50% of your money. Oh, more than that. Because I take my 50% and then I invest about 30% of that. Yeah. So I'm not kidding you. Like 65% of my income is invested every month. And I still do way more than most people could ever dream of. In sometimes 5, 10, 20 years. I didn't used to be that way. I, used, I, I couch surfed when I first got out of college. I rented a house in a shitty area that had dog piss all over the carpet, that had a little dog living in there because one of the roommates was bad when I first moved back to Sacramento. My life is not this cush, hey, you know, take over dad's company and this and that. My dad gave me a goddamn title and uh, didn't even give me a free office. I was paying $600 a month in rent. It she, was, What a jerk. I know. He said <laughs> I was going to give me a tax write. <laughs> he said, I'm going to give you your... First, last thing I ever give you is a Earned tax write. Earn not right given
0: off. though, right? Yeah.
1: and It's it's how you make it. It's you have to grind every single freaking day. I remember when I used to go to these stupid mixers. I was wearing fucking looking like Matt when he was at Keller Williams in a suit. <laughs> I was like, what is going on hey, here? So
0: you must have been looking good. Oh, I was brother. looking sharp, man. Kind of. Buzzed head too. I had the
1: buzz head going. See? It's a a grind to get to where you're at. But now I'm in the distribution phase. I can afford to do what I need to do and when I want to do it. I can afford to be easy and and calm when I talk to clients and really bring things down to how they can understand them. You'll appreciate that. People will appreciate that. And that's why so many people have taken advantage of that x-ray and gone through with it. And I have people that I've done it from years ago that I wish we could have client testimonials that are now doing real estate flips that are now invested in some syndications, that are now have portfolios that are two, three times the value when they started. And it just takes the, the un, uncomfortable first step of looking under the hood. And um, we can make you, we can, I can be your hero, baby.
0: I can <laughs> be your hero, baby. Uh, well, speaking of heroes, I think anybody that invests in real estate over the next few years is gonna look like a hero to themselves and their family. Oh yeah, uh, if if you do this intelligently, you know, with I've heard of so many different stats of how much money was printed in the last, you know, 22 24 months, but we'll just say it's a shitload. Yeah. A lot of dollars have been uh have been created and printed and put into circulation and at the end of the day, you know, the reality of that is um you've got more buying and purchasing power on limited supply, right? You can apply it to food. Well, you have less purchasing power on a limited supply. Correct. And you can apply that to food. You can apply that to certain goods. You can apply that to certain services. I'm going to talk about the product of real estate. Mm -hmm. And the product of real estate right now is one of the best and in my opinion safest vehicles and could be one of the best stretches we ever see in the history of real estate in hindsight yeah. and I want you to be someone who gets to participate and take advantage of that there were so many when I look back in you know 2010 after the the big financial crisis and I was just getting into real estate I mean I just graduated college in 2010 and not knowing what I didn't know Um, I was just... you know, Again, you guys have heard me say this, dumb enough to bet on myself and smart enough to take action every single day. And my consistent action just happened to be in the arena of real estate. And in hindsight, I ended up looking really smart, not knowing a whole lot back then because I just bought real estate and it happened to be a good time to buy and be in real estate. And this narrative that we've been hearing and seeing for so long of we're due for correction... And it's got to cool down. I don't think that is the case. And, you know, even with mortgage rates going up and, you know, seeing certain people get knocked out of, you know, we'll just say certain brackets of purchasing power, we are still in a very, very, very dynamic real estate time that I think when we look back, is just going to be another man I wish I would have bought instead of waited. And that could be buying a single family residence for yourself or an investment property. That could be an apartment building. That could be getting into uh, a syndication. If you guys aren't on my syndication list and looking at how you can be a limited partner investor in different syndication opportunities, you can text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555. Um but right now, and we just have been seeing and hearing more of this narrative. So this uh, this last week, um, where home prices headed through 2023 and beyond. This is a forecast by the Bank of America, and many people thought, hey, you know, interest rates going up, that's going to help cool down the red hot housing market. But a report due out this week by Bank of America. While higher mortgage rates would price out some buyers, Bank of America says it won't be enough to stop the housing market from posting strong home price growth this year. Bank of America predicts that the US home prices will finish 2022 up by 10%. That's nearly double the average annual home price growth, 4.6% posted since 1989. And you know, when you think about this, right? Like inflation is such a big piece of appreciation. It's the main piece for- It is the main piece, right? We were having this conversation um, with a couple of my buddies that both of them have, one's got $100 million of real estate, the other one's got about $300 million worth of real estate. And I was on a call with them this last week and they literally were saying that the value of real estate is so directly correlated to at least when you talk about your net worth growth, it's so directly correlated to inflation. And when you're in a high inflationary market and you're in a rising interest rate market, you want your money to be parked in an asset that is gonna benefit and be parallel to running in stride with that. And real estate is one that has all of that makeup. Just no paper assets. That's like the... ah.
1: You don't buy paper assets? I've heard a lot of people go, "What is a paper asset?" It is something that you, you, you give your money to somebody else in return for them to use your money to go buy a real asset. That's a paper asset. That's, Correct. A, that's a contract yep. uh, between you and another person. Generally, you become a de- or they become a debtor of you and you become a creditor of them. and uh, they pay you an interest rate. Normally, the interest rate is linked. To inflation, and if interest rates go up, they pay you back less, but still pay you the same amount Correct. of money. You're capped, right? Yeah, it's so that's you don't that's share and benefit in any of the upside. In a in a falling interest rate environment, when inflation is being Good. released, paper assets become the Good. opposite, and they become Correct. exactly where you want to be because then people
0: need cash to offload assets, and we are not in that time, folks. Oh, that is no. not right now, opposite. and so. This is an amazing opportunity. I think this last week we saw Zillow came out with another article that said, What's that That would be?
1: Real estate is there's not a crash. I think when people see graphs, they think it's a crash. But if they look on the left hand side, that's 15% appreciation back down to about six or seven, which is pretty standard. Yep. I think that the real estate market is going to have another up year meaning it's going to be year over year positive and then you're going to start trending down at the end of quarter one in 2023 for appreciation so that's what people have to understand. Appreciation.
0: AKA inflation Demand will start to it'll start to cool down a little bit. Start to level. Yep. And this is what you supply ha- may start to normalize a little bit more. Demand still may be high. Demand stay correct. That's the thing that is not that's
1: not a factor in appreciation to the extent that it's it's a minor factor. It is factored in, but it's less of a factor than than inflation. Demand will still be high, and people will st- will remember this. Run up in it, so there's going to be some psychological event of when's the next pop going to happen too, but I don't think that real estate is going to have uh, five years like this, or excuse me, to be four years like that. But you know, essentially another five year period of of real estate from 19 to 2024. I don't think like it may not ever happen again. We had like the perfect storm for real estate. It was. Interest rates were already at zero. Then the stock market went to like nothing. So there's nowhere to put interest rates. They just had to put a shitload of cash into the market. And it was like, uh uh-oh, where does cash go when it has nowhere to go? And people don't want to put it in the stock market because it's short-term, the most volatile asset. They put it into real estate everybody knows you got to have a house. Yep. And here we went.
0: Housing market isn't normalizing. Zillow predicts the wildest home price swing still awaits. You know, we've been hearing this narrative for a while. There's still runway. There's still juice left in the squeeze. There's, you know, we're in the ninth inning stretch. But at the end of the day, there's still more innings to be played. Like this game is not over yet. And I really believe, just like what Ryan said, when you have that much money flying around and you're you know, analyzing where is this money best placed and allocated, real estate is not a bad bet historically when you look at where your dollar is going to be best protected and get to share in most of the upside. And that's going to be real estate. So, of course, right, buying right, make your money when you buy, you realize and actualize that over time as you operate and you do that intelligently. But right now, Real estate is still one of the, if not the best bet when you're talking about the current dynamics of our market and global markets as a whole. And I think that's something that we definitely want to see you guys mm-hmm. getting to share in those wins and participate in that upside. And I just think, you know, real estate long term, again, when Ryan and I talk about this holistic approach, real estate tied with a strong, solid financial plan and you throw in other diversification tools like life insurance, right? If you're in a business, things like that, you're gonna have a really strong insulated moat built around your wealth. Yeah. That is gonna have the ability to really create some massive upside for you and your family long-term. And that's what we wanna see you guys get to take advantage of. Agreed. Wide moat coverage is a lot better than narrow moat coverage. That's a technical term from
1: um, stocks. But when we look at an investment, it has wide moat coverage. It means that there's a lot of things that could go wrong and we're still going to be floating fine. Narrow moat coverage means that if this specific thing doesn't go right, we really don't have a lot of other leg to stand on. Um, Crypto wise, and we'll touch on that really quick. We're still pretty much range bound, right below forty one. We may be touching forty one right now with the stock market doing a rebound. Um, this is gonna. I also saw a decoupling really hard off of you know the four year cycle on Bitcoin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like been decoupled off of that for seven or eight months, and so actually analysts are saying that that's gone now. There's no more four year cycle in Bitcoin. That's that's has decoupled itself from that trend. Um, Bitcoin is going to be a place for speculation and, and place for people to bet. It's not gold, but I'm going to say something so you guys understand. It trades like gold where it booms and busts and you have to actively trade it in order to make a profit. There's no yield paid on Bitcoin traditionally unless you stake it. And when you stake it, you give up liquidity features of it. So yep. that's, that's like going into a REIT. You know, Staking is the new REIT. Um, or syndication or whatever you want to call it. So that's nothing new, just so you guys know. And um, I'm still saying the same thing that I said about Bitcoin from day one. I don't feel that that's going to be a great long-term investment. We still have some pending regulation that's going on. And I think a lot of people are fooled by the most recent uh, language in the um, proposed regulation thinking that it's going to be good for cryptocurrency. It is not. It's 100% not, especially not for ones that want to be a currency. Um, NFTs, stable coins, stuff like that, those have more of a leg up based on the language that I read versus a cryptocurrency, like something that's going to replace the dollar is, you know, in technical terms, laughable.
0: Well, this last week, it looked like a, a Australia taking, or at least gearing up to take a pretty aggressive stance on regulating cryptocurrencies. Yep. Yep. And that's
1: not a, that's a major world economy. They're the top, you know, a top five. Um, but that's important because that's a uh, if uh, if if Britain and the United States had a baby, it'd probably look like you'd probably look like Australia. <laughs> they're pretty liberal <laughs> a little bit still, but they're, they they are. I, I like Australia, Australia people are great. Um, cool place. I'm happy to see a major economy take a step forward that way. And it not be India or China, which is still a major developing or semi-developed economy. That's a developed economy over in um, Australia. I want to see the U.S. take more uh, of a of a black and white stance and give some sort of direction towards regulation, because regulation ultimately, as much as that might be a dirty word for my crypto lovers, that is the that's the best thing that can happen because it's going to pave a clear pathway forward of what will work and what will not and then people can make better informed decisions and less speculative decisions I mean you see like the nft for uh board apes they've released their own coin called ApeCoin. but like that's just another way for them to just take in more deposits and money it, it has no utility oh it's going to be used you can get into events I thought that's what the nft was for so it's well, like they're just rinsing and repeating the same thing on a different item and calling it new that's a big red flag. Huge, huge, huge red flag. So the, there's for sure a bubble in crypto that still hasn't burst because there's no definitive direction yet. Yep. Um, yeah. But regulation is is the key moving forward of what's going to um, be positive for that space is regulation.
0: Well, on a subset of the crypto market, right, is, is NFTs. Um, and Gary v has been kind of t- talking this tune a little bit. Like he's crazy bullish on NFTs long-term, but he's like, man, like there's going to be a massive crash in the NFT space. Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin uh, was interviewed by Time this last week in a cover story. uh, And he basically, you know, came out and said the goal of... He took a shot at, you know, NFT space and kind of the Board Ape Yacht Club. The goal of crypto is not to play games with million-dollar pictures of monkeys, right? Like, his whole purpose of Creating a cryptocurrency was to, to improve the ecosystem,
1: the financial ecosystem, and make it more accessible to those who don't have the developed country that we do where there's a bank and it's like, oh, I go to I Bank at City, which is a fucking, I can get a cup of coffee and get my cash. Like, that's not real in most countries. Like there's not a bank in every town. So for, they do have a cell phone though. So if somebody have their cell phone and that's their bank in their pocket, that's a big deal.
0: And obviously, if you look at Let's just say majority or a good chunk of news and you know hype and kind of where money is flying in and out of in the crypto space. It's in some of these very volatile, speculative, non-utility based. Really, not in alignment, I guess, with the mission of what crypto is, yeah, right? That pumps, are pools, you know, exactly. projects that are just meant and, to and take that's money, a ma- in. and that's a major um concern, I think, for the people that are really in the space, right? Trying to create real utility, real value, real regulation, and kind of some real rules to how the game of crypto and, and the financial side of things is, you know, played. It not being that is a big threat and continuing threat. Right, Especially as it gets louder and more people go into it for those particular reasons, it undermines the fabric of what many people in the crypto space are fighting for and trying to yep. create yep that's a hundred percent
1: and I would say it's just a bruise on the the face of cryptocurrencies that are good, like some of the ones that me and you have talked about um that we that I own that I think are are decent and have a good a good roadmap of what they're trying to do. Yep. Um, it just hurts those ones because, unfortunately, everything still moves in lockstep. Like when one thing is down, most everything is down. Right. Or if the major players are down, everything goes with it. So it's everything is still like tied to one benchmark, which is still Bitcoin right now uh, or Ethereum, whichever one you want to track on a day-to-day basis. I'll be excited when that kind of diverges and we actually get to see who the real players are in that space. Yeah.
0: I think that is still to be determined. But again... All we know is to continue to bring these types of headlines and topics to the forefront to discuss based on what you guys want to know. Shoot us a text at 844-447-1555. We'll be happy to dig in and discuss any topics. With that being said, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode of the Millionaire Mindcast. Leave us a five-star review in whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to this content on. Don't forget to hit us up on social media, tag us, share these episodes. We love and appreciate every single week seeing you guys Go out there, shout out the episode, say what up to us. This is why we do this. We love connecting with you guys, seeing the actions that you're taking, the breakthroughs that you're having. And most importantly, that you're going out there and you're persistently and consistently digging and grinding at unlocking new levels of your life. And one way that you can do that and make a bigger impact, obviously, is going to be having more money at your disposal, 100%. So with that being said, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March 2 million and beyond. We'll see you guys in next week's episode. Cheers. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Wealth Building Wednesday. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. If you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you either leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to this content on or share this with somebody that you know can gain some insight, some value from it. One of the things that you guys know about Ryan and I is you know, we definitely won't say we have all the answers and we definitely won't say we know it all. We just want to bring conversation to the areas, the topics that we believe are really important to bring attention and awareness to, to help you sharpen your axe, put more tools on your tool belt, weaponize you to make the best decisions that align not only with your financial goals, right, but your lifestyle goals. So if you guys want to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. Most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective or really in most cases overcharged and whether or not their current investment plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish and by when. And this is something Ryan does for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that x-ray, one word to 844 1555 Also, if you are someone who is serious about building your wealth and you're already kind of established, but you want to surround yourself with other like-minded, high-net-worth individuals, be sure to text WEALTHCAMP, one word, to 844-447-1555 to learn more about our intimate five-star experiences with other like-minded business owners and investors to cross-pollinate, to hear what they're doing and to have a a whole hell of a lot of fun while we're doing it. And last, if you want to know more about consulting or getting mentorship directly from me or from Ryan, you can learn more by texting the word MENTOR to 844-447-1555. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a Million and Beyond. Cheers, my friends.